2: Kia welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific, I'm Koroy Hawkins. Coming up, the Papua New Guinea men's cricket team have sealed a historic place at the t 20 World Cup. Tonga's defensive steel is praised in their win over Great Britain. The Fiji Bati are looking to improve their world ranking in the Oceania Cup. And New Zealand and Solomon Islands are still searching for wins at the FIFA Under-17 Football World Cup in Brazil. The Papua New Guinea men's cricket team have sealed a historic place at the T20 World Cup after beating Kenya by 45 runs to finish top of their group at the qualifying tournament in the United Arab Emirates. Norman Vanua was the hero for the Brahmandis, scoring a career-best 54 of 48 balls as the Brahmandis recovered from a disastrous start to post 118 all-out before claiming 2 for 19 with the ball as Kenya were dismissed for just 73 in reply. Head coach Joe Dawes spoke with Vinny Wiley shortly after they qualified.
1: I'm mean, incredibly proud. I've worked really hard for this and we've talked about it, worked towards this for 18 months and for them to finally achieve achieve it is, is really special and it's, you know very proud to be part of it.
3: What does this mean for cricket and PNG? One
1: of the great parts of my job is I get to do something I love and you get to change lives and you know today... I think we changed some lives with these 15 men and, you know, hopefully a lot of cricketers at home and up-and-coming cricketers can say that their country's going to go to a World Cup.
3: You know, to do it by sealing automatic qualification, you know, in the past at T20 qualifiers or 50 over World Cup qualifiers, the Barramundis have, they've got close, they've got to sort of a, a must-win game at the end, but this time you, you, you took that out of the equation. You've, you've sealed top spot in the group and done it in pretty impressive fashion.
1: Six for 19 today. I thought we might have had a bit of work to do, but... That's cricket and probably in particular twenty twenty cricket to come back from that is a really good sign of you know, this group that fights and never gives up and to be honest they just love playing for each other and love playing for their country. So
3: Yeah, you talk about that six for nineteen. I mean, what was going through your head? Because I guess the the start the top of the order had been a strength for you in this tournament, but this time it was Some people lower down, Norman Vanua, obviously 54 uh, runs and then picking up a couple of wickets as well, you man of the match. Uh, What was going through your head at that point?
1: assuming you've got a family show and I probably couldn't tell you what was going through my head at the time. It was uh, a lot of different thoughts, but we knew we always, I guess we always had the fallback of going into the qualifiers, but it's sort of, we could scrape our way to some sort of total, we backed ourselves to defend it against the, the Kenyan boys and... You know, and we did it pretty easily, which is, just, again, just, just shows what an amazing game of cricket 2020 is, and, and and the game of cricket itself.
3: You know, your bowlers really stood up there in that uh, second innings. Uh, Norman got a couple of wickets, you know, in that man-of-the-match performance. Uh, Damien Ravu following on from his performance in the previous game, and your captain Asad Valle, he's, you know, been pretty important too, uh, getting key wickets at key moments throughout the tournament.
1: Yeah, mate, you know, we, we've
3: at the end of the day, we're in
1: string those sorts of good games together, it's... You know, you like to think a little bit of luck goes your way and you know no doubt what happened today when we were 16, 19, but Norm was outstanding and we've been challenging him for a long time to stand up and be a senior player and, you know, for him to do that today was just, you know, awesome for his country, but just awesome for him and his confidence and, and, and the hard work that he's put in. And he's had some bad days along the way, but, you know, he's stuck with it, so I'm really pleased for him and dollars just to call him trigger at the end of the day, so it's just outstanding.
3: A lot of these players... um you know Asad Vala as the captain being I guess the prime example a lot of these players have been in the team for a number of years and, and they've experienced a lot of these qualifying tournaments what does it mean for these players that have been on that journey with you but also before you under other coaches?
1: The boys talked about it before when we got together and Asad has been to four qualifiers where they have missed out narrowly and most of the other boys have been to two or three so yeah we talked all the way through this tournament that there was only one game at a time and making sure that you know, we didn't get ahead of ourselves, and we spoke about it a lot this morning. Just making sure that we there's been some amazing messages and support from back home and P&G. Uh, so, well, boys, make sure you read that and absorb that because it's really nice. But at the end of the day, we haven't achieved anything until we get this job done today. So, yeah, you know, we talked a lot about just staying grounded and, and worrying about the next ball and watching the ball. and you know, I'm really proud of the boys that they, they did it interestingly, but in the end they got the job done.
3: And of course you did your job, you won the match against Kenya as you had to do, all, but then you had to sit through the match between the Netherlands and Scotland and you probably wanted the Scots to win to be sure of it, but in the end, even though the Netherlands got the victory uh, on net run rate you guys go through, so what was it like watching that game?
1: It was nerve-wracking, no we knew they were going to have to bat extremely well to get it in 12.3, and then they lost those couple of early wickets and then when Nintendo started going and it got a little bit tense, but... It was good. Boys, what was going to be, was going to be. But it was pleasing when uh, started getting four and five wickets down. We knew that we were going to be home and hose there and uh, just to enjoy the moment.
3: Yeah, Obviously, you're still enjoying that moment. But uh, can you start to look ahead? Have you even thought about the fact that you're obviously going to be in Australia next year? You're going to be playing against these top world-class teams and, and, and what that means and what that brings? Over the week,
1: we've thought little bits about what it'll bring. and I mean, some of the messages and emails that we've been receiving tonight from the Prime Minister and other High-profile people back in PNG just shows just how big it is for the country. But tonight's just about enjoying the moment today. The game is, you know, it's a game that we all love, but it can be really cruel. Cool and, and sometimes it's kind. And I think when it's kind, it's really important to just take, take that moment, take that time to enjoy it. And that's what the boys are doing tonight. And we'll deal with the rest of the week and, and next year as we move forward. But tonight's just about enjoying what, what we've achieved, which is history for cricketing a great country of PNG.
2: PNG cricket coach Joe Dawes. It wasn't always pretty, but the Tongan Invitational 13 found plenty of beauty in the historic win over Great Britain on Saturday night. The kingdom prevailed 14-6 in Hamilton in a clinical committed 80-minute performance that was built on a newfound defensive steel.
0: Tali Anderson reports. Coach Christian Wolf says that while they were guilty of some sloppy errors on attack, their commitment, physicality and execution on defence laid the platform for an outstanding win.
4: Our yeah, defence for 80 minutes was really, really good and they found one try uh, really late in the game after a, a tonne of possession and we put ourselves under pressure at different times and probably need to be a little bit more disciplined with the ball and a little bit smarter with the ball at different times but when you want to defend like that you give yourself a chance and, and that's exactly what we did and uh, as I said I couldn't be proud of the effort and you know, footy's a tough game, it's about one to to, uh, want to turn up and put in effort and play tough and that's exactly what our blokes did.
0: Co-captain Sio Siua Tokiaho says it was one of the best performances he's been involved with while representing Tonga.
3: It's up there together with the Kiwis game uh, during the World Cup but um, yeah, I thought we had a good mindset, we set up our D pretty well in that first half. There we were a few penalties, errors but I thought we showed a bit of character a bit of faith in our D which held us in the game so pretty proud of the boys but now we've got to step it up.
0: The game remained scoreless for the first 30 minutes until Tonga pounced on a Lions knock-on to cross for the opening try before scoring their second after the half-time siren had sounded with the ball passing through 17 pairs of Tongan hands en route to the try line. Christian Wolf says they were able to capitalise on their opportunities in key moments.
4: Neither of our tries in the first half came off any set play or anything pretty but what they showed is that we are willing to compete and probably compete a little bit harder than the opposition and you know, that's how you find those types of tries and if you want to compete hard and you want to defend well then you give yourself a real chance.
0: Despite taking 17 minutes to get on the scoreboard, Lions captain James Graham, who was playing in his 50th test, says they still felt they could win the match.
4: At
1: half time we firmly believed that we were still in the fight, uh, we knew a massive job on our hands, we spoke about some stuff about how we thought we could get back into the game um, certainly wasn't over, but yeah, obviously the, you know, I thought the Tongans uh, played with the
5: lead very well.
0: Great Britain coach Wayne Bennett says try as they might, the tourists struggled to make inroads against a very good Tongan side.
5: wasn't a lack of effort, they were up against it, there were times and we were getting good momentum, we weren't kicking great, uh, second half we turned the ball over in wide field positions at different stages when we weren't on a lot of pressure, we gave away think, three seven sets of tackles, you know. Stuff like that. So it takes away all your energy to do with the football because you spend the time defending.
0: Christian Wolfe sung the praises of halfback Tui here, who shouldered the bulk of the playmaking burden following the withdrawal of Hingano, and also singled out the performance of Brisbane teenager Tessie New who was thrust into a starting role on Test debut following the late withdrawal of
4: Ata. Uh, he's only just turned 18. Um, he hasn't played first grade yet. Uh, we only brought him into camp really late because of his performance uh, at the nines and, and basically because all these senior blokes wanted to bring him in, because they were impressed with him as a bloke and impressed with him as a player. And um, I don't think he came away thinking he'd ever play, but uh, he was outstanding tonight. And, um, you know, he's certainly shown that he's going to play a lot, of, a lot of NRL, I think, in the very near future and he's going to play a lot more games for us as well.
0: New has yet to play a senior club match and admits he was a bundle of nerves during his Test debut.
2: Never thought I'd get to represent my country. Yeah, it's pretty scary playing with some of these players as well, like Jace, Fida, Drew, um, Manu, Mo. You know, watching them on TV and that. So yeah, I'm really grateful for the opportunity, getting to represent my country. All these. Oh, it? Yeah, it's something I'll never let go.
0: A small but vocal crowd of just over 9,000 fans watched on from the stands in Hamilton and Wolf hopes more of their supporters will turn up for this weekend's test against Australia in Auckland which is part of an international triple header at Eden Park.
4: I'd like to think that we, we get you know, $50,000 there next week or whatever it holds. Um, you know, I think it certainly showed tonight what it means to these blokes and I've said before that this is a terrific group of men that everyone from Tonga should be really, really proud of and uh, what they do for the country and how they carry themselves and obviously how they represent the country when they play as well. So the people who are calling for boycotts, I've been here for seven years and I've never seen them involved in footy. So they're not here to help, uh, they've obviously got some self-interest and these people are the ones that everyone should be supporting.
0: Samoa will play Fiji in the first match of the night followed by New Zealand and Great Britain with a triple header concluded with Tonga taking on the world champions Australia.
2: That was Tali Anderson reporting. Fiji's rugby league team is aiming to beat Samoa and Papua New Guinea on consecutive weekends in order to play Tier 1 opposition next year. The three sides make up Group B of the Oceania Cup, with the top side being promoted to Group A alongside Australia and New Zealand. Don Wiseman has more.
5: Barty coach Brandon Costin is looking forward to the challenge, starting with Samoa this weekend. Though he admits it will be tough against Tour Samoa, with some key players unavailable, including Cronulla Sharks second rower Jason Bukuya. Coston says they'll need to be at their best if they are to have any chance of winning on Saturday.
6: It is going to be a very, very hard game against Samoa. And then against PNG. These games are really important for Samoa. They're really important for us because, you know, you want to be playing against Tonga and New Zealand next year. You want to be playing against T1 nations because then your international ranking will go through the roof.
5: Brandon Coston said he's determined to see an improved performance from his side after a disappointing showing at the recent World Nines tournament in Sydney.
6: We really need to be picking our absolute best side because we're coming up against a Samoa team that looked really sharp, really fit, uh, really professional in the World Nines.
5: Meanwhile, the Fiti Bharti coach has paid tribute to his Tonga Rugby League counterparts for raising excitement around the sport. Carsten said Tonga deserves credit for creating opportunities for Tier 2 nations from the Pacific.
6: Christian Wolf and the senior players have really done a magnificent job in making it exciting to play for Tonga over anyone else. I believe us and Samoa would, would love those opportunities to increase our world ranking and to increase the excitement yeah, you know, within all the players that play within professional competitions.
5: The Fiji coach said he believes the excitement Tonga have created will see younger players choosing to play for the Bharti.
6: There's a lot of young players in NRL. You know, that are 12, 24, 36 months out of Fiji and still learning their craft. And I, and I think, like, the more excitement that we can build, the more players that, that are willing to put their hand up and become a bati.
5: Fitti Bati is set to play Tō Samoa, an exciting triple header at Eden Park this weekend, to also see New Zealand taking on Great Britain and Australia playing Tonga. Core Don Wiseman, tēnē.
2: New Zealand are skating on thin ice after being beaten 3-0 by a 10-man Brazil side at the FIFA Under-17 World Cup in Brasilia. Having also lost their opening game 2-1 against Angola, the Oceania champions now need to beat their final Group A opponents, Nigeria, by a huge margin on Saturday if they are to stand a chance of qualifying for the round of 16. Dominic Godfrey reports. It took the
5: hosts, Brazil, 20 minutes to break down the Kiwis' defence despite all the one-way traffic but shortly after the goal, that all changed as Brazil's Jan Couto was sent off for stamping on downed New Zealand player Matt Garbutt. The New Zealanders piled on the pressure throughout most of the second half, only to be let down by defensive errors in the final ten minutes of the match, allowing the ruthless Brazilian forwards to capitalise twice to seal the match, much to the delight of their adoring home fans. Meanwhile, Osh runners-up Solomon Islands were given a baptism of fire on their World Cup debut yesterday by European runners-up Italy. The Italians slotting five unanswered goals past the Solomon Islanders to open their account in Brazil. Solomon Islands' next match is against Paraguay on Friday. This is Dominic Godfrey. And
2: that's the World in Sport for this week. Thanks for tuning in. There's more on our website. Just head over to rnz